welcome to day 193, Shaped by the Word, Season 2, the drama of Scripture. Uh, we're witnessing in this single week the downfall of both the nations of Israel and Judah. And of course, we remind ourselves that Israel now as a whole is a divided kingdom. Uh, after Solomon's uh, reign, the kingdom is a large portion of it is torn from the house of David. And of course, no sooner is it torn from the house of David that they devise their own system of worship and uh, raise up these two shrines to these two golden calves and I return to the very heart of idolatry that immediately set in the people of Israel after they had promised themselves to God. And you see a downward spiral of idolatry and political alliances that leads eventually to the ruin. We, we go back, and the way the kings works is uh, kind of in a movie where, where you're having flash-forwards and flashbacks. So you get a little panel in uh, the history of Israel, then a little panel uh, in the history of Judah, and you'll back up in time and move forward in time. So it's kind of a nice... A little patchwork uh, where finds ourselves in the kingdom of Judah and we find ourselves in a bright spot under Hezekiah as God miraculously delivers Israel, this ever shrinking kingdom, you know, uh, fewer people, fewer possessions, fewer land holdings, you know, than they've had, although they've expanded some under Hezekiah. And you see this great nation, Assyria, uh, in which, you know, God uh, actually repels and defends him from in, in his own might and in, in his own power. So we come to Second uh, Kings chapter 19 uh, today. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, Cindy Kemp and David Keefe and Matthew Kresge um, as we uh, continue uh, our journey through Scripture in Second Kings. Father, thank you for your word, your presence with us. Thank you for your spirit, uh, which brings the breath of life that you've breathed into your word into us and gives us new life and transforms us in the image of your son. We thank you for truth that reflects your heart and character and also gives us a window into our heart and character. And uh, Father, we pray as we read today that you would, you would comfort us where we need comfort and you would also convict us where we need conviction, build us up in you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Second Kings uh, chapter 19, when King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and the leading priest, all wearing sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace, as when children come to the moment of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear all the words of the field commander whom his master, the king of Syria, has sent to ridicule the living God, and that he will rebuke him for the words the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, pray for the remnant that still survives. When King Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you have heard, those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Listen. When he hears a certain report, I will make him want to return to his own country, and there I will have him cut down with the sword. When the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish, he withdrew and found the king fighting against Libna. Now Sennacherib received a report from Terakah, the king of Cush, and was marching out to fight against him. So he again sent messengers to Hezekiah with this word. Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says Jerusalem will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Surely you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. 
and will you be delivered? Did the gods of these nations that were destroyed by my predecessors deliver them? The gods of Gozan, Haran, Rezaph, and the people of Eden, hear with me and tell Asar. Where is the king of Hamath, or the king of Arphad? Where is the king of Lair, Saravarim, Hena, or Iva? Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord, and he spread it out before the Lord, and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You've made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to the word Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste uh, these nations in their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, are God. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a word to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I've heard your prayer concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria. This is the word that the Lord has spoken against him. Virgin daughter Zion despises you and mocks you. Daughter Jerusalem tosses her head as you flee. Who is it you have ridiculed and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lift your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have ridiculed the Lord, and you have said, With my many chariots I have sent to the heights of the mountains, the utmost heights of Lebanon. I've cut down its tallest cedars and choicest of its junipers. I've reached its remotest parts and the finest of its forests. I've dug wells in foreign lands and have drunk the water there. With the soles of my feet I've dried up all the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard long ago I ordained it in the days of old I planned it, now I have brought it to pass, that you have turned fortified cities into piles of stone? Their people drained of power, dismayed, and put to shame. They're like plants in the field and like tender green roots, like grass sprouting on the roof, scorched before it grows up. But I know where you are, and when you come and go, and how you rage against me. Because you rage against me and because your insolence has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth, and I will make you return by the way that you came. This will be a sign for you, Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows by itself, the second year what springs up from that, but in the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards, and eat their fruit. Once more, a remnant of the kingdom of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against us. By the way he came, he will return. He will not enter the city, declares the Lord. I will defend the city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, they were all dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping the temple of his god, Nisroch, his son, Adramelech and Sherezar, killed him with a sword, and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Esarhaddon, his son, succeeded him as king. So you have God indeed answering the prayer of Hezekiah. I love what he does. He takes this letter and takes it to the temple and just spreads it out for the Lord and said, have you read this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, what a beautiful you know, return. And of course, Hezekiah has been you know, uh, 
given to us as a king who in, in many ways even exceeded the faithfulness of David. He was like no one before him and no one uh, after him. And even though uh, Judah itself is sliding into judgment, you do have God you know, showing his power and his ability to rescue and his ability to save against these insurmountable odds. It's, it's crazy how small and insignificant Israel had become by this time. Ten tribes have already been carved off. The wealth has been carried away for years. Uh, but uh, even in that moment, uh, when they turn to the Lord, rather than depending on Egypt or rather than turning to their idols, God shows himself uh, to be incredibly powerful. you got to love Hezekiah's prayer, right? Just obviously he, 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 he has to be familiar with the scriptures and familiar with the Lord. He knows that he's the God over all the kingdoms. You've made the heavens and the earth. And, and he even talks about, you know, they've thrown their gods in the fire. For, they were not gods at all. They were made of wood and stone, fashioned by human hands. And you got to love that next line. Now you, Lord, our God, deliver us from his hand. Um, and then we see the Lord do that, and he just strikes down 185,000 of them. Um, you know, it's just so simple for, for the Lord to to do that. But I love Hezekiah's ad, adoration for, for who the Lord is, the maker of heavens and earth, the true and living God, and, and, and God is faithful to deliver them from his hands. So again, another, as we've said, just a really great bright spot here in the story. I love the kind of the great reversal that takes place when, you know, Isaiah begins to prophesy this with the word of the Lord says, you know, that we have up to this point Assyria mocking, you know, the people of God and now it's a reversal of virgin daughter Zion, you know, despises you and mocks you. And so you begin to have this great reversal and, and I, I also love the the identification of God with Israel. You know, that it's not just you mocking Israel. It's not just you mocking me. You know, you're mocking the Holy One of Israel. Mm -hmm. um, and, and at the end of it, he says, I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of my you know, of David, my servant. And just seeing the faithfulness of God, both to his name and and then to his promises. But that includes his people. Um, so, I mean, there's so much in, the, in that word. But this kind of great reversal of this, Nation that thinks they're so powerful, no, so strong, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. virgin, you know, the virgin daughter, yeah. uh, you know, tossing her head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to, you know, he's a powerful king, and all of his armies, and all of his confidence, and the, uh, you know, the long uh, list of nations that he has conquered, mm -hmm. and he's destroyed, and he's reduced to nothing, and all of them, you know, called upon their gods, and, and of course, Hezekiah said, "These are not gods at all." And reminded of what we read earlier in the week, they worship worthless idols and became worthless themselves. And, of course, uh, the king of Assyria himself has been an instrument in God's hands to exact God's judgment on God's people. Uh, but here you have him exalting himself and the Lord mm -hmm. humbling, you know, those that would exalt himself. And so that is, you know, of a, of a, of a little, you know, maybe 11-year-old girl just kind of tossing her <laughs> ponytail yeah. around and saying, mm -hmm. I really don't care what you say. Yeah, you and know, what a fascinating that, response. Yeah. You know, I know mm -hmm. in this time, yeah, some of the you know commentators you read or scholars will say that you know one of the tactics Assyria used and Babylon used was putting hooks in people's ears and noses and and guiding people out. I mean, it's a parade to watch how you've conquered these people. You mm -hmm. know, as you led them out and you guided them, and and God takes that imagery and says, no, 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 I'm going to be the way. Just as you've conquered other nations, so mm -hmm. you will know I was the one who put a hook in your nose and my bit in your no, mouth. And, and and we'll we'll eventually see that with the king of. Um, 
Israel, uh, being led out, uh, stripped of all of his royal robes, put, put in chains, and uh, a hook put through his, his, his lips as you would just kind of string a fish along or a bridle as you would lead a you know, donkey along. So it's a very demeaning image. And, of course, it certainly is something that Assyria has done, will do, uh, but here you, you find God saying the humiliation you brought on others I'll bring back on you. So uh, they can at one time be an instrument of God's righteousness, but God also holds them into account uh, for uh, righteousness mm-hmm. and, and, and will judge them. And I just love to, verse 27, um, none of this misses God, which is such a great comfort and should be a comfort to the, the remnant where he says, but I know where you are and when you come and go and how you rage against me. And then he goes on and talks about the hook in the nose. But I just appreciate that God is seeing all of this and none of this is surprising him and it's all in his control. And what a comfort, I would think. So, uh, Yes, and also what a conviction. Yeah. I know the secret thoughts of your heart. Exactly. You know, David said, where can I go and flee from your spirit? If I rise on the wing of the dove and fly to the far side of the sea, mm-hmm. you are there. If I go down to the depths of the earth, uh, you are there. There's mm-hmm. nothing that can hide me from you. And, and of course, it's, it's convicting for us to know that our hearts are also exposed before him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and therefore, we, we, we need to return to him and, and, and to repent and to guard our heart, mm-hmm. uh, which um, Jesus and the writer of Proverbs describe as the very wellspring mm-hmm. of our being. Just because God has used us in one instance does not mean that he will not call us to account in another. David, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Now let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the wonderful victory we see here uh, that you've had on behalf of your people. And we know that that points us to the ultimate victory to come in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for your grace to your people. Thank you so much for hearing our prayers and for being the faithful covenant-keeping God who, um, who has gone before his people and secured so much for us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for Christ. We pray it all in his name. Mm-hmm. Amen.